Today, a new Senate report alleges that Hunter Biden received millions from the wife of an ex-Moscow mayor, a Louisville police officer indicted in the Breonna Taylor case, and topics have been released for the first presidential debates. Hard to believe, but it is coming right up on us. It's sneaking up on us. We've got a lot to come into, to get into rather, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and yes, I'm still here. Joined <laughs> joined by today, uh, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Thanks for being here. It is his official Wednesday that he gets let out of the house, but only for a very <laughs> small day. amount of time. Uh, also joined once again by Christian Walker, political commentator Christian Walker, who, if you have not caught his videos, you got to subscribe to his YouTube channel. You got to check him out. Go to all of his social media channels. He has got some amazing commentary. Happy to be here. There's so he may be young, okay, but he is like a firecracker. So you gotta watch out. You gotta watch out for this one. Uh, all right. So we've got a lot to get into today, uh, namely a bombshell report from the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs, uh, and the Committee of Finance makes a series of very damning new allegations against Hunter Biden. Uh, now, Senator Ron Johnson uh, tweeted about it earlier this morning. Report with Chuck Grassley found millions of dollars in questionable financial transactions between Hunter Biden and his associates and foreign individuals, including the wife of a former mayor of Moscow. Now, Jason, I know you have been uh, one of the key players behind all of Glenn's chalkboards that he has been doing for a while now on the corruption with Joe Biden on the sweetheart deals that Hunter Biden has been receiving. Did you read this? And what are like the the, the news we need to know, the news and why it matters of this particular report. <laughs> so first, let me say why this is important. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people will say, yeah, it's Hunter Biden. What's that have to do with Joe? And if you look at it that way, nothing. But when you know how corruption with politicians, uh, how it happens, how yeah. it occurs throughout, throughout history, it's done this way. So like, Sarah, if you were president, you and your husband would have to report all of your financial dealings. Right. But your son would not. Okay. So what happens is, is these politicians go out into the world, they strike up foreign policy deals, trade agreements, all this stuff, and the son, daughter, rest mm -hmm. of the family, even sometimes, like in the case of Obama, friends would mm -hmm. roll around with them, and mysteriously, they'd become millionaires, mm -hmm. very mysteriously. You got all these deals with no experience. No experience, oh, no. Get these deals, exactly. It's one of the, I would go out on a limb and say, Joe Biden might be the most corrupt politician I've looked at, mm -hmm. and looking at the things he did in China, looking at the things he did in, in Ukraine. All this money, there's millions and millions of dollars, do we think Hunter Biden is the only one that's like gathering it all up? I would say probably the entire family is is uh, profiting off of this. There is, at the very minimum, a perception of corruption here, whether or a perception of a conflict of interest. Yes. Actually, let's put yes. it that way. Yeah. Um, which means that, that Joe should have recused himself out of the Ukraine stuff immediately. Didn't do that. 
Um, so this goes directly towards Joe Biden. Now, what this report shows is it shows that um, he had a lot of weird uh, checks coming in from all around the world. Uh, one of them happened to be from uh, um, residents, non-U.S. citizen, but residents in the United States that had links to human trafficking and prostitution rings over in Eastern Europe. That's absolutely insane. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm not too surprised but mm. for Hunter Biden because he's got a kind of a history of this. Yeah. But he goes even further with uh, millions of dollars coming from the mayor of uh, Moscow, which imagine if one of Trump, imagine if Trump Jr., if this I, happened to him, uh, right? We would already be having impeachment hearings. Oh my gosh, today. again, absolutely. <laughs> how they would have already, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We, we hear over and over and over about Trump and Russia, Trump and Russia. Uh, but it seems as though everything the Democrats blame Trump of, they're responsible for. Yes. Right. It's yeah, like exactly epic right. levels of projection, I feel, coming from the Democrats. The, that, that specific, that payment from the Moscow um, chick, uh, or, yeah, her, her husband was the mayor. The Moscow chick. The Moscow that's, chick. That's, that is her, that's her we given We could say name. mayor, we could say the technical term. <laughs> it's the Moscow chick. She, um, she had an in- interesting background as well. She was connected to a, uh, a Russian banker that was charged with, on corruption charges. So what he would do is he would give millions and millions of dollars from the you know, actual government trust fund, and he would loan that out to shell companies. That's how you do money laundering. Mm-hmm. If you want to take that money for yourself and launder the money. Now, that's very interesting, and from some of the Ukraine sp- uh, stuff that we did, Burisma was involved with money laundering all over the world. So we, we posed the question, I remember on the stage, Glenn did, like, will some of these payments, will they be linked to some of these money laundering you know, accounts. Now, the way they label these uh, checks when they send them is payments for loan agreements. That's just the lingo that you put on when you're trying to launder money. Mm. That check that went to uh, Biden and his, uh, like, uh, what was it, Rosemont Seneca and those and his little companies Mm -hmm. was was uh, labeled payments for loan agreements. Wow. We haven't seen the last of this. I have a source that said this is a timed rollout. This is just the first one. So get ready and buckle up. It's going to be insane. Some October surprises, perhaps, Christian. Love that. Um, I'm interested to see how Joe responds next week at the um, debate. Yeah. So just and and let's talk about that for a second, because um, I saw a, a clip of Joe Biden being asked about uh, his son's business dealings. We know how he gets whenever he has a question that he has to answer about his son. Yeah. And now I did see that this particular clip is from October of 2019. So if you can imagine Joe Biden even further down the road with more information released, including the information that we have today, watch Joe Biden answer this question and look at how angry he gets and consider for one second how much worse it will be at the debates. Watch. How is your role as vice president in, in charge of policy in Ukraine and your son's job in Ukraine? How is that not a conflict of interest? It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done. No president. Now imagine President Trump pointing and shaking his finger at someone like that. The media is under attack. That's yes. what they would say. Yes. Guaranteed. Anytime Joe Biden gets asked a pointed question, he starts screaming at reporters. He starts screaming at interviewers. You ain't black came out of Joe's <laughs> anger. And now, yeah, it's, it's out of control. I mean, Jason, he like 
he there's no there's no conflict of interest. There's no conflict of interest. What are you talking? What is this? No conflict of interest. What is this? Even though George Kent with the State Department was the first one to bring it up mm -hmm. to Joe Biden himself and mm -hmm. said, hey, dude, what are you doing here? You're creating a weird, you're opening Russia up to, you know, to make these allegations that corruption, that we're aiding in the corruption. Um, everyone was bringing this up. They just chose to ignore it. Right. Because, hey, the family was getting rich, I guess, you know, yeah. right? He is so screwed. I'll tell you, September 29th, that's the debate, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take it off the networks and put it on pay-per-view. <laughs> that's the American way. That's capitalism. How much money would you make off that? Because that crap what you just saw is going to happen times a million, I guarantee it. Because Trump will just keep, you yeah. know, pushing it, pushing that button. I mean, can I really seriously picture Trump Asking him pointed questions about his son's business dealings on stage. How does Joe Biden not threaten to fight him? Well, and Joe's not going to have a teleprompter at the debate. Right. So. And hopefully he won't try anything with like an ear, a hidden earpiece or something. I don't know. But I feel like we'll know immediately because we see Joe on his days where he doesn't have a teleprompter. He doesn't have an earpiece. And then we see when he does, which he really honestly barely skates by with the teleprompter. Quite frankly, so I so in my former life, I uh, protected a politician out in California, and so before I got to see the entire debate night prep and um, right before they go out, it's crazy. It's like a movie script. They've got like if they bring up this, say this, and they have to memorize paragraphs, responses, mm -hmm. which include jokes, which include digs, slams, everything. Now he can't even talk about the Bill of Rights. He can't talk about the Constitution without saying Pledge the of allegiance, yeah. yeah, or the yeah, Pledge of Allegiance yeah. uh, for real. The thing, the you thing. know, the thing, for, just for real. All right, look, man. He's Come on. He's screwed. Once that, when that goes blank, the tele, he's gonna, he's probably gonna be looking for a teleprompter. It's gonna be insane. But oh my gosh. Well, so let's then let's let's skip to the debates. Uh, just since we're on the topic and we've been talking about it now for a few minutes, the uh, the topics have been revealed for the first presidential debate between the two, Trump and Biden, and uh, the topics apparently include. Now, by the way, this is going to be hosted, um, moderated by Chris Wallace, Fox News. Chris Wallace, who you if you're not paying attention to Fox News lately, you may go, oh, well, it's Fox News. So that's great. I don't know with Chris Wallace these days. I don't know with Fox News these days. It's hard to say because Chris Wallace has come out and said a few things lately that I've been like, oh, this is not the Chris Wallace that I remember. Uh, but the topics include the Trump and Biden records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, and the integrity of elections. Uh, each topic will be discussed in six 15-minute segments. Uh, what do you think is going to be the most important thing for either Trump or Biden to hit? Jason, I'll let you go first. Um, uh, the race and violence in, this, in, the, uh, in the country, uh, I think that Trump can absolutely destroy on that because I think it's a, a, a big reason why a lot of Democrats are actually thinking about voting for Trump. They cannot stand Trump. They cannot stand. And I, I, I get it. I get it about the things he said, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're saying screw all that because of all the violence. Right. They're scared. And not only that, but they're trying to take away their guns while saying, hey, don't worry about it. We're not going to, you know, condemn the violence. Right. Uh, I think that Trump is going to do great there. Uh, the COVID-19 thing will be interesting um, because that's what their what Biden's entire strategy was built around for this election. They got derailed with the violence, mm -hmm. um, but coronavirus was their ace in the hole. So I'm really interested to see how that goes. Their records. I mean, 
this is going that this is where the primetime fight is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So all Trump has to do is briefly mention his background, say that Joe Biden never did any of this stuff. Uh, he can hit him on, you know, uh, teaming up with Jim Crow era, you know, yeah. politi- pro Jim Crow era politicians. Yeah. People don't remember that for some reason. They, they just choose to forget it. Right. Um, the busing, all of that stuff. I mean, Trump can destroy him on all this stuff. Which Joe well, Biden's own vice presidential nominee now, uh, previously, way back when, a couple months ago, even hit girl. him on. Right, yeah. right. So it's hard to say. Oh, and by the way, his own vice presidential uh, nominee candidate uh, also hit him on saying, I believe the woman who says that Joe Biden sexually assaulted him. Yeah. <laughs> sexually yeah. assaulted her. Yeah. She believes the woman who says Joe Biden sexually assaulted her. She accused him of busing uh, and being a racist. And uh, now she is his vice president in tow. So we'll see how so that awkward. goes. Christian, what are you looking well, for? Well, we hear this new word systemic racism so often now. And last time I checked, Joe Biden's been in office for 47 years. Trump's been in office for four years now. So I want to know why Joe Biden's just now bringing up this fake term systemic racism when it can help him get elected, even though he's the one who authored the crime bill. He's been awful for black Americans. Um, and, and then as far as COVID, I want to know why it's the states that his party runs that have the highest death counts. It's the states that his party runs that have the most violence from the BLM riot. So I don't think he has much uh, on his record. Yeah. Jason, do you think that he, that, that the people believe him, Joe Biden, when he goes out on stage and he says, Trump's, Trump's forgotten us. He's, for, he's forgotten the, the average man, the everyday man like you and me. You and me. <laughs> he's forgotten us. And I'm like, who are you talking about, Joe? You've, as Christian just pointed out, you've been in office for 47 years. You're not one of us, certainly. Uh, but I mean, you know, I'm more in tune with this than the average American. Do you think the average American is going to fall for that, though? He's Lunchbox Joe. What are you talking about? People don't buy that anymore? I mean, <laughs> I guess till like the fifth decade in office and per- perhaps they don't. I think that that worked perfectly in you know, like the Bill Clinton era yeah. or something like yeah. that. When Democrats really tried to be a little bit more uh, for the working man, mm-hmm. um, they just don't have that record anymore. I don't think that, I, I think the people that are far left or that are in that base, they don't give a crap what he says. They'll right. buy it, whatever. Or I don't even, I don't even, care, I don't think they even care to buy it. Mm-hmm. They just don't want Trump in office and they want a, you know, a Democrat in office, whatever. Um, I don't think, but the people they're targeting is the, the middle of the road people. Yeah. I could vote Republican. I could vote Democrat, whatever. You know, um, just give me a good message. Yeah. And I don't think that they buy it. I, I, th- I think that they, oh, really? You, you, you're one of us? What about my business that was just burnt down in one of the riots? Right. Are you one of me? Right. Because you won't condemn those people and you won't tell these uh, mayors or these governors to put them in prison. You're letting the DAs let them out. Yeah. That's not for us. And you want to tell me that we're so much better, uh, so everything's so uh, bad now, especially economically. But before all this crap, the economy was going insane. Mm-hmm. Record record employment numbers all across the board. Every every race was uh, having record numbers. Everything was going great. Yeah. Nobody had a problem. I I don't know how he's going to make that case. I yeah, and Christian, to Jason's point, uh, you know, really Trump won uh, in large part due to Flyover Nation, who I would argue is that same forgotten man that Joe Biden is trying to drum up support from. Has Trump done enough to disenfranchise them that they are going to go over to Joe Biden for some reason? Well, I think he absolutely has, but I think, or I think, 
Trump's done wonders for the working yeah. class because um, Vice President Biden, when he was vice president, uh, supported all the neoliberal trade deals that Obama put in place that totally screwed the middle class. And it wasn't until Trump came along that he actually did care about the working class and that people started getting raises and he cared about immigration, which affects middle class people more than it does anybody else. So I think um, I don't think the middle class and the working man, especially in flyover states, believe what Joe Biden has to say anymore. That's a good point, Christian, because I remember Jake Tapper actually asked him about, well, you know, the trade things were so bad. Why didn't you guys do the improved NAFTA? Right. And then Joe Biden had nothing to say to that. He was like, you had all these years. You were vice president. That was your administration. Why didn't you guys do it? You didn't. Neoliberal trade deals that Obama and Joe Biden supported totally screwed the working class, totally screwed the middle class, um, and helped transnational corporations, helps big tech, helps Hollywood. It doesn't help the working man. The Democrats are no longer the party of the working class. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So iTarget Pro is for those of you who maybe are too busy right now to get to uh, the actual gun range to go and practice with your firearm, but you know that you need to practice because you see all of these cities burning all around you, and you're like, well, they're going to bring it to my city, and I need to be prepared to defend myself, to defend my property, to defend my family. You can do that with iTarget Pro in the comfort of your own home. It is so fun, by the way, let me just say. Uh, it's a literally a laser bullet that you put into your gun. They have all of the different calibers. Uh, so they have one in your caliber weapon, likely. And uh, you put a laser bullet in your gun and you can practice dry firing with your actual firearm from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And by the way, can I just say, it pays for itself in all that you save in all of the range fees and all of the ammunition that you're not wasting. Jason, am I lying? This thing is super cool, but more importantly, it's really, really essential for training to dry fire your weapon. The first thing they it's teach you military, in Marine, so. Marine boot camp, dry firing. So essential. Most people just don't do it. This makes it easy. This makes it a game. Yes. And you don't have to pay for all the ammunition. Yes. Amazing. And you just, you can do it over and over and over again. You got a target. You can do a little family game and see who gets the best, you know, who hits it closest to the center of the target. Uh, get your whole family involved. Today, you can save 10% off plus free shit. Shipping with the offer code NEWS. If you go to itargetpro.com, that's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code NEWS. Go there today. A grand jury today indicted a former Louisville, Kentucky police officer on three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree in the death of Breonna Taylor. Uh, she was, of course, a black woman who was killed during a raid on her home in March. Uh, now, this sergeant escaped much more serious felony charges related to homicide from this grand jury. Wanton endangerment in the first degree is a class D felony. It carries a maximum possible sentence of five years in prison. His bail was set at $15,000. No other police officers involved in the raid were criminally charged. And uh, this, you know, I think it didn't matter how it was going to turn out. There were, there is planned violence for tonight. There are, you know, essentially it's going to be complete chaos uh, on the ground in Louisville. And I know the National Guard has been activated there um, and they are trying to brace themselves for chaos as well as they can. Uh, here is a video of some marchers that who are already out there on the ground, by the way, uh, boots on the ground, chanting, we didn't get it, burn it down. Watch. We didn't get it, burn it down. 
I see primarily white liberals. It's all. It's always. They're it's always. When we were at the uh, Trump rally in Tulsa, Chad and I, um, it was all. There was like one black guy in a Black Lives Matter march. It was all <clears throat> white liberals who looked like they hadn't showered in a week. Overweight, yeah. blue hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was bizarre. I'm like, well, surely you guys are not this. Uh, emotional about an issue that you have no idea about because you haven't lived the life of it, right? But um, so I also saw, I don't, we don't have this clip. I saw it right before we came on set, but I also saw a clip of um, a U-Haul pulling up in Louisville and a bunch of protesters going and grabbing a bunch of already pre-made signs that said, you know, uh, abolish now, abolish the police, uh, all of the good signs. And they were all, you know, they were very artistic Pulled up in a U-Haul, open the U-Haul, and everyone comes and grabs their gear and goes. Not coordinated at all, though. And also a bunch of spoiled little white kids yes. that were doing that as well. They're not, they're not protesting because a black woman was shot and killed. I don't think they give a crap. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know they don't. If they actually gave a crap, they would go after the person that was really involved, uh, the, really the, the reason for this. And that was Breonna Taylor's boyfriend. boyfriend. Yes. Exactly, her yes. boyfriend. Yes. If he wouldn't have done that, none of this would have happened. She would be alive today. Which, which, yeah, because by the way, so we just did also find out that they did, apparently, the police did knock at the door. Right. Everyone talked about the no-knock raids, that it was the police's fault. Another lie perpetuated in the media for this entire time. Yeah. It's all been lies. Gosh. It was her sleeping. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. they didn't knock. And now we find out that she was in the hallway. The boyfriend shot first. And they most, in fact, they did knock. They did. Right. So. They knocked. And what are they going to do when they have shots fired from the inside of the apartment? And actually, I I don't think the police got charged for shooting at them, but I think three bullets went into the next door neighbor's apartment. Mm -hmm. But I think the boyfriend should get charged. He's the one who caused that. He's the one who shot at the police first. So I'm a little disappointed on that. But well, what do you see happening tonight? Is it going to be? Are they burning buildings? It seems as though anytime BLM terrorists don't get their way, we have, or anytime Democrats don't get their way, whether it be the Supreme Court, anything, we have to expect riots. I think we can use BLM terrorists and Democrats interchangeably <laughs> yeah. at this point. I think they are one and the same. Jason, yeah. what do you think? It's, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I am so sick of this. I mean, there's this case. You have, like, I, like you have people like LeBron James talking about Breonna Taylor. And I, you, it makes you wonder, does, does he really know all the facts about it? No. Or is he just moving along with this political movement? It's, it's not a human rights movement. It never has been. It's a political movement. Did you really ask if LeBron James really knows the facts? Can't even read. Thank you. <laughs> we, I think we know, Jason. LeBron James does not know the facts on anything. And uh, by the way, I, well, I'll let you say, Christian, sh- like, should we be listening to LeBron James uh, tell us, criticize, and uh, harp on all of these things. Uh, something tells me LeBron James is not very oppressed. Uh, I would love to be oppressed like LeBron James. <laughs> I need some LeBron James oppression in my life. No, I don't want to hear from athletes who have multi-million dollar contracts about how their skin color oppresses them, about how... No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, So speaking of Black Lives Matter uh, and all of this, and by the way, we'll see what happens in Louisville tonight. We will have the coverage of it tomorrow if anything crazy goes down. 
We're thinking of you guys if you are in Louisville and you can't get out. If you can get out, if you are in the inner cities, I suggest you go, like, go stay with a friend somewhere else in the suburbs. Go stay at a hotel somewhere else if you can afford it. Uh, it really, it, it could get very ugly there tonight. But uh, President Trump signed an executive order uh, yesterday expanding his ban on government agencies receiving uh, training involving critical race theory. So he expanded it from you know, a few weeks ago. He had already banned it for government employees. Now he expanded it to include uh, a ban to people and companies that do business with the government. So federal contractors will be included in this ban on critical race theory. Uh, Now, it's interesting. I want to get both of your thoughts on this, but it is interesting because I have seen already the headlines have been insane. Uh, I know I saw one from The Hill that said that President Trump banned racial discrimination training. And I was like... (laughs) That's not that, that's not what critical race theory <laughs> critical race theory is not racial sensitivity training. Are you going to expand on that? No, you're not. We're just going to we're just going to spread fake news. OK, cupcake. Uh, but it is, in fact, critical race theory, not racial discrimination training, not racial sensitivity training, critical race theory. Very different, Jason. Uh, yeah. Um, critical race theory. It, it insanely pisses me off. And I've, we've, I think I've, ta- I've talked to you about mm-hmm. this before. Like, our children shouldn't know what racism is at this point, right. and they wouldn't. And if, in like, my children had no, it was, it's so beautiful. They don't know, even know the don't. Di- there's differences among people. Right. They're just like sh- different shades of skin color. Yep. They're like, it's like me wearing a green jacket and you guys both wearing pink, which <laughs> you look adorable by the way. <laughs> Um, that's how they see race. Now, it's when stuff like critical race theory comes in, all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Race is at the center of everything? Racist. Everything is racist. Oh, my gosh. They're, lear- they're taught this stuff. Mm-hmm. Racism is taught. It's learned. And that's what this stuff perpetuates. It's just, it's infuriating that they keep doing this. And it's all for a political agenda. It's all for a political agenda. But I'm curious to know if this, can, if this is really going to, if, if this is going to be adhered to. Because I remember, what was it, Trump outlawed it in, uh, first off, the CDC. They said, let's get rid of it there. I just saw reporting, was it yesterday or two days ago, that they were moving forward yeah. in the EPA, the, the VA. EPA, yep. Yep. So so what is it? Are you really getting rid of this or or what? I and, and if so, uh, there need to be harsh consequences for the agencies who are going around. Against the president's right. orders. Right. And critical race theory discusses so much about dismantling all of our institutions because they're built on white supremacy. So really, it's just an effort to undermine all of our country's ideals, undermine all the progress we've, we've made since the 1960s, since Joe Biden was um, campaigning for segregationist policy. So... Um, it, it doesn't make sense for this to be involved in anything at the federal level. Yeah, and I would just like to point out, just very briefly, uh, you know, people, whenever you use the, you throw the term deep state around and people are like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. That's a deep state doesn't really exist. And you look at things like, Jason, you just pointed out, the EPA, uh, there are other governmental agencies who are specifically saying screw what our boss just said, essentially, right? He's our boss. Who cares what he said? We know better. Is is that not the exact, like, definition of what the deep state is at the heart of it? Oh, yeah. 
I'm like, how can you say that the deep state doesn't exist and then say, oh, it's totally fine for these people to be doing these things? Do you realize who they work for? Yeah, that's what you get with the big bureaucracy. That's exactly. And they want to make that larger, which is absolutely even more insane. But if I can make a point, just going off of what Christian said, Mm -hmm. is when they talk about how, you know, race is at the center of everything and they, they, they label these different institutions and ideals. And that in itself is one of the most racist things I've ever even heard of mm-hmm. because they're like, it's, whi- it's a white thing to say, oh, we respect the modern nuclear family. Mm-hmm. What? That's so racist. This is a humanity thing. Yeah. And they even said, like, what was it like? Uh, being on time. Being on time. White. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Right. It's, it's so, <laughs> like it's so offensive. Financial success yes. was one of them. I'm yes. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you're saying every other race just doesn't think that that's important? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's good for all of us. Yeah, that's very, God. very offensive. Uh, all right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. If you own a dog, if you are a dog owner, uh, we know you love, you love your dog. I love my dog. Jason and I both have Dobermans, and they're like the cutest little puppies ever. I love them. Uh, But you want to make sure to prolong their life for as long as possible because dogs don't live as long as we want them to. Well, if you're feeding them dry dog food, uh, you don't realize this. You could be feeding them the most expensive dry dog food on the market, but they've already killed all of the good stuff that your dog needs to thrive, the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the probiotics, the things that are supposed to be alive in their food that they're supposed to get from their food. um, They kill that to go into the dry dog food so that it gives it a long shelf life at the pet store that you're getting it from. Now, what you got to do is you got to get Rough Greens. It is a supplement that you put on top of the dog's food, and it is packed with all of the things that will promote a happy and healthier lifestyle in your dog. It's going to put all of those vitamins, nutrients, minerals back into your dog's diet so that they can thrive. They can be the healthiest possible because again they don't live as long as we would like them to so help them live and thrive and be their best selves you can take the rough greens 14 day jumpstart challenge today for 14.95 you will see the difference in your dog in those 14 days or less especially if you have an older dog uh, it's going to help improve joint mobility things of that nature help them live out their golden years as happy as possible you can go to roughgreenscom blaze that is r-u-f-f greens.com slash blaze back in a minute senator ted cruz uh, blocked an amendment to a senate resolution that uh, the democrats said was intended to honor the late ruth bader ginsburg after senate minority minority leader i can't talk today uh, chuck schumer attempted to add language to it of course, emphasizing that her, quote, dying wish was to be replaced after the inauguration. So uh, Republicans, of course, came up with the resolution. They wanted to honor her. They want to try to show however they can without ruining the uh, the foundation of our society. Uh, they wanted to show that they respected the fact that she was a Supreme Court justice. She did, you know, do a lot of things that should be respected. And so they entered this uh, resolution on the table And uh, the Democrats changed the language to make sure that everyone knew that uh, allegedly it was her dying wish not to say to her family how much she loved them or anything like that, 
but uh, that she not be replaced until after the next election, actually until after another president was installed, I believe was the term, which is odd because it's like, well, did she mean that if Trump got reelected, she wanted to wait another four years? (laughs) I'm going to need a flow chart for how this was supposed to work out. But uh, Ted Cruz blocked it. I'm sure he's going to be called, you know, the bad guy uh, for this. He's taking the daggers for everyone else. But um, he said uh, it's it, this is not the standard. Uh, they want to add a statement that Justice Ginsburg's position should not be filled until a new president is installed, purportedly based on a comment that she made to family members. And uh, it's not the standard. This is the Constitution that we have to work with. We've got to operate under the rules and the law. And this isn't a part of it. Christian, what are your thoughts? Well, number one, I just don't believe that that was her dying wish unless it's, <laughs> unless it's been video recorded. I don't believe she ever said that. And number two, you know what? Thank you for your service. Thank you for how long you served our country. But um, it's not the RBG court. It's the Supreme Court. So we're going by the Constitution. Yeah. Um, Is that not, not, though, the most Democrat thing ever to just be like, well, but it was her feelings. So we should just like (laughs) just just abandon the Constitution and the law and stuff because it because she had feelings. Yeah. And it's also the most Democrat thing in the world to show us what you really care about. Yeah. Care about RBG as a person. Didn't care about you know her life and all this stuff and just her as a human being. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 the first thing you do actually Chuck Schumer the very first thing he tweeted right after that was something political. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rest in peace, you know Ruth. That, you know you lived a wonderful life, you know all that stuff. It was remember that when they blocked you know you know twenty sixteen twenty sixteen yada 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 all that stuff. That that was his first reaction. And then after after some blowback, then he made another tweet like oh rest in peace. Yeah, that was your secondary thought. Yeah. And on this, they can't even honor her, you know, within the government. They have to make it political. It's all politics becomes before people, mm-hmm. always from the left. Mm-hmm. Politics, then people. What can we get from this? And then later, you know, whatever they can build on after that. And just to make another point on that, this, that's total. This is total bullcrap. I do. I agree with you, Christian. I do not think she said that on her deathbed. Um, we were just talking off air. Trump just recently released his revised shortlist for Supreme Court. I think it was like eight days before she died. Okay, she didn't spontaneously combust, right? They had word. They knew. I think Trump knew that he, she was, you know, getting very close to that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Think just in common sense. You know, she, she must have been in her, in this, in her deathbed for a while. They knew things were going downhill. Her family were gathered around her. They had a while to come up with a strategy after this. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Deathbed, my butt. <laughs> Christian, what are your thoughts on how uh, how the the front runners are being treated? I know Amy Coney Barrett, uh, you know, a devout Catholic, wow. and she seems to be just she's being raked over the coals by the mainstream media and by Democrats for. <gasps> being religious. Oh, we the Democrats show themselves and how much they hate anyone who loves God, how and they they hate God. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I'm praying that she gets prepared because they're going to attack her ruthlessly, um just like they attacked Kavanaugh and mm-hmm. attacked Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. They're treating Amy Coney Barrett, the Catholic, as like a crusader that's about to charge the walls of Jerusalem it's back incredible. in the 2nd century. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, like literally like she's this mad crusader flashing swords, you know. Yeah. She's a freaking Catholic. But They're like, she wants to advance building the kingdom of God. I'm like, have you ever been around a religious person in your life? That's yeah. like kind of the whole point. I know. 
Oh, the way they describe the church he goes to cracks me up. I just I was reading that news far article. right, yeah. far right wing, and it's what the Handmaid's Tale is based <laughs> off yeah, of. Yeah. They're gonna take women's <laughs> rights away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, they, you know, they they believe that wives should submit to their husbands, and they give a percentage of their income to the church. Uh, that's tithing. <laughs> this is this is normal. Yeah, that's it's not some weird sect. They're literally describing a you know a non-denominational church. Yeah, She's yeah. Catholic that attends a non-denominational you know gathering. Right, this right. This is insane. Well, and my my personal favorite is they're like, well, she's obviously devout and religious, so she's going to try to force her ideals on everyone else. I'm like, oh, you mean like people coming up to other people at dinner and forcing them to hold a yeah, fist in the air? Yeah. You mean like burning buildings down yeah. when you don't get your way? You mean like that kind of forcing and cramming your opinions down people's throats? Oh, okay. Uh, spare me. All right. Spare me your antics. All right. And you know what? Go ahead. Last the, word. And the, the last thing on this is that they criticize the Republican every time they're religious and they've like spoken about it. Yeah. But when Nancy Pelosi wants to, wants to oh. appeal to evangelists, she tells them. She goes, I'm Catholic. That's Same because, with Joe Biden. That's I'm Catholic. They know Nancy Pelosi's full of crap when she says it. <laughs> that's true. It's they point. see her actions and they're like, well, she just likes to claim she's Catholic. Nancy being wants. Nancy. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just Nancy being Nancy. All right, back in a minute. That's hauntingly. <laughs> You're too good. God, stop. Just wait till I get my hands on actual vodka. The CDC, who we all know we can really trust because they have not steered us one iota wrong when it comes to the coronavirus. They haven't walked back any of their guidance that they've given us. They have just been spot on in an alternative universe on the coronavirus. Uh, they are now saying that trick-or-treating for Halloween is it's too high risk. It is way too high risk. Uh, there may be able to be very small open air costume parades where participants can, of course, remain six feet apart instead. But uh, the, the traditional trick or treating where kids go up to the door and uh, trunk or treats, crowded costume parties, indoor haunted houses, Hay rides, tractor rides, none of those should be done because of the high risk of coronavirus. Cancel Halloween, everyone. The CDC has spoken. Christian, do you have some thoughts on this? <laughs> the one holiday where people voluntarily wear masks is banned. <laughs> and as far as it being high risk, I mean, I, I'm, I don't even know one person who's contracted coronavirus. I don't know about y'all. I don't know one person who's gotten it, one person who's died. So I just, I don't believe them. I'm done believing them. I know. I know exactly one person. And he was fine right <laughs> which i mean again I, I it's not to say and i'm sure you're not saying this as well it's not to say that i don't believe that there have been vulnerable vulnerable people who oh, have absolutely. unfortunately perished from this yes but same with the flu cancer obesity so yeah, I don't think it's special. Mm, I just don't right, think it's special. Right, Jason. I'm, I'm disappointed because you didn't read the other part of what the CDC said in that thing. Which was? They said, but if you want to have your kids carry a Black Lives Matter sign and torch a few <laughs> of the houses, like when they get the candy and then torch the house, then go ahead, they can go out in mass and buy the thousands. Yeah. Actually, just let them go. So maybe if they dress up as a protester. Yes, okay. in black block. Yeah. Just have them in black block. Yeah, and with you, an anti-white sign. Yes. And you got, I mean, you have to wear the bandana, which we know doesn't do anything, but it technically counts as a face covering. So the CDC should be okay with just putting that around and uh, just going 
falling for it. But, you know, we're talking about... That's how we hack Halloween. That's, that's, that's it. We, we cracked the code. Yeah. We've cracked the code. <laughs> you know, we're talking about this, but it's just, it makes me really sad for our children because we seem to be punishing our children so heavily for something that does not affect them, that uh, does not affect, generally speaking, people don't send me mail and be like, but my cousin's brother's sister has this underlying condition and it actually could really affect her. I got it. I understand there are outliers for every single scenario. There are people who could die if they get like the common cold. We got it. But for the most part, the majority of people, uh, our children's age, uh, our age, our parents' age, they are not going to be affected by this. And the more, the more uh, science we get in on this, the more it proves that point. Yet we continue to punish our children. They can't go to school regularly. They have to wear masks. They can't play on the playground. They have to have structured outdoor time. I mean, at what point do you finally say, we're not going to damage our kids any further and, and take away their normalcy in life for a tiny, what, 0.2% chance that someone does not survive this disease. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all our fault for forgetting the country we live in, forgetting the rights that we have, and going along with this. Mm -hmm. So we gave them their two weeks. Remember, two weeks to flatten yes. the curve. Oh, then, that was 84 years. Oh, ago. oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> move the goalposts, move the goalposts. They they're still moving the goalposts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's our fault. Like Businesses, if you're being forced to shut down, open them back up. Just do it. Just, just do it in mass. Uh, schools in mass. Stop having your kids wear those ridiculous things in school. Just don't do it. I mean, that they won't. Well, they won't let them come. <laughs> Trust me, I know because my kids at home with me because I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you had 500 people in the school, 350 of them said screw you. Right. Eventually, you're going to start having some funding issues, you know, through the state when they're not showing up and those schools aren't going to get money. There are levers we can pull here. Yeah. We're just too chicken s <laughs> to do it. So you're saying I need to get a hold of the PTA moms yes. <laughs> and arrange something. I, I see you as like the queen of the PTA moms. Like oh, Jason, it. you don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I, I am too far for even the PTA moms. The PTA moms are like, oh, I don't know if we want to have anything to do with this one. Uh, Christian, what are your thoughts on just how, how much damage we're doing to our children? I mean, I think I totally agree with Jason. Um, they gave us two weeks and we decided to continue complying, continue complying. There needs to be a movement within the country that we just say we've had enough. We're returning back to our American ideals of yeah. freedom. Yeah. I so I don't I I don't wear a mask where where I go. And I I do actually have a medical exemption, but I don't like I, I don't try to, you know, here's my medical exemption because that's kind of, it's just it's the principle of the thing for me. But no one says anything to me. I keep hearing about these altercations and I'm wondering if it's because I'm pregnant and I'm just waiting for after this baby comes and I go out and I'm waiting to see if I get addressed uh, for not wearing the mask. I haven't been. You haven't been? No. Which really? Is, maybe it's because of Texas. I don't, I don't know. I think it's because of Texas. I, yeah, you try to, like in California or something like that, you're probably going to run into some issues. But I've had people look at me. I've had, I've, I've oh, seen. Oh, they give you the dirty looks. I've, I've oh, seen, I get the dirty looks. I've seen some dirty looks, but I've also seen other looks. Like I saw, I was at, uh, I think it's at Walmart, and I usually can't pull it off in Walmart. They send the little greeter sends me back. Yeah. But not The greeter's ago. like 80 years old. I think, <laughs> yeah. like, you'll be fine. The other day I walked in, right? And so I'm going to, like, the frozen foods or something. There's this dude, and he's got his mask on. He looks at me and goes, 
I, I can't see his face, but you can see his, his eyes like that. I pass him again, like in the cereals or something, and he's taking it off. So it was like it was like spreading. I was like, that's that, what we need. Yes, exactly. And that is why I do it as well. Because I'm like, if if some of us don't just don't just spark that flame, right? Everyone else is just going to comply. And I think some of the dirty looks are from people who are just mad because they don't want to wear it either. <laughs> and they're mad that you have the guts to do it. Totally. So, hate you because they ain't you. Exactly. <laughs> take off the damn masks already, okay? We're done with them. Back in a minute. <laughs> I mean, I really, I'm like, how long like this? How long do we have to go through this? When do you think we're going to be Yesterday's poll that we had up on the Blazes Twitter, what is more dangerous, your options were the mob or the state? 59% of you said the state. 41% of you said the mob. Uh, Christian thinks that it was skewed. By I a think a liberal had to retweet that. That's a little <laughs> <laughs> little sketch to me. Um, the mob scares me more. But Yeah, Jason, what do you think? In general, being a libertarian that I am. You I, would say the state. I, well, I could see that. Oh. If that's how they thought. Like, if they're saying right now, the mob. Right now. In the general, mob, yes. the state. Right, right. I yeah. would agree with you. Yeah. So, well, maybe that was a discrepancy. Who knows? Uh, today's poll, will Joe Biden find a way to weasel out of next week's debate? I feel like this question has been asked time and time again, but we're getting closer, ladies and gentlemen. It is next week. What do you think, Jason? If you hear, why has the president not uh, uh, turned in his tax returns? That might be the start of him weaseling out because they hinted that a couple of months ago. What do you think, Christian? Um, I'm going to say he's going to debate. I yeah. think he's going to do it. I think it would look too bad on him if he doesn't. For sure. so. I think I think the first one for sure. I think maybe they they're, they're trying to gauge how that one goes before they just pull him. So we'll see. Let us know what you think. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.